Howdy, and welcome to Wise About Texas, the Texas History Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Wise. I'm so glad you tuned in today for a little Texas history. I apologize to uh, longtime listeners. We took a little break. Um, been a busy time down here at World Headquarters for Wise About Texas, so I apologize for the gap. But we're back in the groove. Got a lot of great things coming up. Um, we're entering my favorite time of year. This podcast is being recorded and released in late October. 2022 we've got some cold fronts coming through we got one down in south texas just last night so uh long-time listeners of this podcast know i went to texas a&m so my football season is not going all that well but i hope yours is and it's hunting season down in texas so all uh texans really enjoy that and uh, upcoming holiday plans i hope uh send me your holiday plans to host at wiseabouttexas.com i think i want to grab my daughter and go to some small town Christmas celebrations this year. So send me yours, uh, wherever it is. And maybe, uh, I'll make an appearance up there before we begin. I want to mention a couple of podcast friends. I had the opportunity to be a guest on Galveston unscripted with J.R. Shaw, which I really enjoyed. It was kind of an impromptu thing. I was going to be down in Galveston and he, he, uh, bulldogged me into coming and joining him for an episode. JR is doing some great work preserving the history of Galveston, one of my favorite places in Texas. Spent a lot of time down there, so check out Galveston Unscripted. Also, something funny that happened, uh, I've mentioned him before on this podcast, Evan Stern does a great podcast called Vanishing Postcards, and he recently did an episode on one of my favorite road trip stops in Texas, and that's the Big Texan Steak Ranch in Amarillo. Absolutely love that place. And... uh, Evan's uh, Vanishing Postcards on the Big Texan was a great episode. It's a very fun place to visit. But what's uh, coincidental about it is another friend of mine, and he's going to kill me for mentioning this, but Brandon Seal does a wonderful podcast called The New History of Old Texas. And uh, Brandon won the 72-ounce steak challenge at uh, the Big Texan Steak Ranch a few weeks ago. So, uh, Brandon, sorry to call you out, but... uh, I thought that achievement should be preserved on the internet forever. So congratulations. Well, uh, today we are going to do a little bit of true crime. Now, as an appellate court justice, I deal with crime every day. So I don't really watch many true crime shows or listen to true crime podcasts, but I know it's one of the most popular genres, certainly of podcasts. So we're going to go there today. The difference for us, though, is that this crime happened in the Texas Capitol building in Austin. So let's go back to 1903 and get wise about Texas. The central character of our story is a gentleman named Robert Marshall Love. He was born in Franklin, Texas, which is in Robertson County, just east of Highway 6, kind of up there uh, east of Calvert. His parents, James and Teresa, settled in Sterling Robertson's colony in 1836, and their son Robert was born in 1839. Uh, They were active members of the community, helped start the Presbyterian Church up there, etc. Now, Robert must have been a studious young man. Uh, One of his brothers, Cyrus, wrote to Robert in 1859 saying, quote, I was not aware that you made so good a degree of progress in the knowledge of words and the use of the pen and correct use of language, close quote. And Cyrus goes on to encourage him to pursue knowledge 
and education. Uh, Cyrus went soon to fight with some of the Texas regiments in the Civil War, and Robert was anxious to do the same. Now, these letters um, were preserved in an old locked box that somebody um, bought and ended up uh, publishing some of these letters. He wrote another letter in 1863 after he'd been in the Confederate Army for three years. And this letter went to, this is from Cyrus to Sam, both of whom are Robert's brothers. And Cyrus is encouraging Sam to go convince Robert not to enlist in the Army until the fall of 1863 because he really doesn't understand uh, the hardships of fighting in the Civil War, what he's getting into. But he also concluded that if Robert was really determined that Sam should just go ahead and let him go. Robert did enlist in the 6th Texas Cavalry, and after the war, uh, returned to his hometown. of uh, He was born in Franklin, but he was raised in Tawakana. He became a rancher. He married a lady named Lucy Morgan, and they would go on to have 10 children. Robert had another brother, John, who became sheriff of Limestone County and enlisted Robert uh, to be serve as his deputy sheriff. Now, Back in episode nine, way back, uh, I talked about the election of 1873 and how Richard Koch was elected along with an all-new legislature. This was the 1873 election was the uh, end of Reconstruction, and the voters kicked everybody out of office because they had been appointed by the federal authorities. And in after that 1873 election, even though he lost, Governor E.J. Davis refused to leave the office, both literally and figuratively, which resulted in an armed standoff in the Capitol building between supporters of Davis and supporters of Richard Koch. And Davis was trying to get Ulysses Grant to send troops and et cetera, and Grant refused, and Davis finally was forced to leave office. Well, John and Robert Love were there um, on the side of Richard Koch, making sure that the duly elected legislature could convene, which they did. So go back and listen to episode nine, and you'll hear that story. Robert would go on to serve as sheriff of Limestone County himself from 1884 to 1890. He was also appointed the U.S. Marshal for the Northern District of Texas. He served in that capacity from 1894 to 1896. Finally, in 1900, Robert was elected state comptroller. Now, the comptroller um, is an interesting position. Uh, some of y'all may remember that Bob Bullock really cut his political teeth as, a, as the comptroller, turned that office into a very active agency. The comptroller is responsible for informing the legislature before every session officially how much money they're going to have to use for the budget. So it's a um, pretty interesting office. And back then, the comptroller's office was actually in the state capitol building. Uh, the state capitol building, of course, was opened in 1888, and so it was still fairly new. Um, the comptroller's office was located off of the north lobby of the capitol. Now, let me describe a little bit of, of um, how the capitol's laid out for you. So you have the north entrance and the south entrance. There are lobbies in each. The south entrance is the one that faces downtown Austin. And so that's the one I would wager most people go in and are familiar with, and you have the statues of... Sam Houston and Stephen F. Austin. You had the Treasury Department there, which is a, a beautiful room. And that's probably where most, if you go to the Capitol, uh, and you should, uh, most people go in the, the South Interest. I go in, I'm in the Capitol all the time, especially during the session. And uh, 
I usually go in the north lobby because I park on that side. The north lobby faces the University of Texas. And so uh, in the north lobby, it's there's there aren't any statues or anything. It's more of a business-like uh, entrance. And uh, as you walk in the north lobby, the, to the left, there are some legislative offices. Well, that's where the comptroller suite was in 1900. So fast forward during Robert's term to June 30, 1903. And June 30, 1903 was just another day at the office for Comptroller Love. Well, on that day, a former employee of the Comptroller's office, a gentleman named William Hill, came in to the suite demanding to see Robert Love. Well, Love was a very nice guy by all accounts and invited Hill into his office. So Hill hands Love a letter. I have a copy of that letter right here, and I want to read it to you. This is the letter that William Hill hands to the comptroller. Dear sir, public office is a public trust. Public offices are created for the service of the people and not for the aggrandizement of a few individuals. The practice of bartering department clerkships for private gain is a disgrace to the public service, and in the nefarious traffic, you are a record breaker. You have robbed the state's employees, and your incompetent administration has permitted others to rob the state. The man who, claiming to be a Christian, deprives others of employment without a cause is a base hypocrite and a tyrant. If the host of democratic spoilsmen politicians of this state, of the McGuffey, Love, Robbins, Sebastian, Roundtree type, had such a thing about them as a conscience, in a healthy state of activity, they could not look a Republican in the face without blushing. The greatest mind that ever gave its wisdom to the world, the mind of all others most capable of umpiring the mutiny between right and wrong, said, You take my life when you take from me the means by which I live. If that be true, you are a murderer of the deepest crimson hue. Although I cannot help myself before laying life's burden down, I shall strike a blow, feeble though it may be, for the good of my deserving fellow man, and in all caps, for the right against the wrong, for the weak against the strong, yours truly, W.G. Hill. As Robert Love finished reading that letter, Hill pulled out a pistol and shoots Love twice in the chest. Love drops to the floor, fatally wounded. Hill flees from the office, chased by the chief bookkeeper, J.W. Stevens. Stevens catches Hill, and there's a struggle. In the struggle, Hill is shot with his own gun. He would die as a result. Back in the office, barely conscious, Robert Love utters his last words. Quote, I have no idea why he shot me. May the Lord bless him and forgive him. I cannot say anymore. Close quote. Love lost consciousness there on the floor and would die a few hours later. Robert Love remains the only Texas official to be assassinated, a record we certainly hope holds forever. He's not the only death in the Capitol building, but certainly one of the most notable, and he was buried in his hometown of Tawakana. Well, now we come to the part of the episode I call Getting There, and I'm going to tell you how to go see a couple of places that I mentioned in the episode. Robert Love is buried in the Tawakana Cemetery. This is a community. It's kind of close to Mahia. The cemetery is off of County Road 
226 in Tawakana, Texas. So put that in your GPS. The site of the assassination is now room 1N.12 on the first floor of the Capitol. It is currently Representative Jim Murphy's office. Jim is from Houston. I've known Jim for several decades. And uh, so if you poke your head in that office, uh, feel free to tell them that you heard about it on Wise About Texas. They'll know what you're talking about. Now, Representative Murphy is retiring after this session, so someone else uh, will be in the office during the session. So I encourage you to go up there. Uh, You should be visiting your legislators anyway. Uh, Go in the north lobby, and as you go through the metal detector on the left, you will see where this story took place. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of Wise About Texas. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Wise About Texas. If you want to support the preservation and promotion of Texas history, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wise About Texas, and you can support the show. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Go out and do something for Texas today. And until next time, God bless Texas, and we'll see you down the road.